So what would you say if I was about to tell you that depending on your personality, there is specific content that you should create and specific content that you should avoid? Would you take me up on that? Well, if their answer is yes, then today's episode will be quite interesting because we are going to talk about precisely that. So on today's episode, I'm happy to welcome Christina Fry. Christina is an author, speaker, and branding and marketing specialist based north of Boston in the US. So she helps her thought leader clients become consistent content creators thanks to her init marketing genius approach. So what is this approach all about? What are the different archetypes that exist? And how can you leverage your specific personality to create better content effortlessly. This is exactly what we are going to explore today in Build Your Thing. Hey everyone, Matt Jauer here, and this is Build Your Thing, the podcast where we help content creators find their unique creative voice, monetize their work, and build the tribe of loyal fans. So let's just jump right into today's episode. All right, Christina, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. I'm happy to have you here. So today we're going to talk about um, an interesting concept. And like I've been, you know, hammering down on this like for for quite a long time and it, it it's actually really interesting that i found someone who actually resonates with that um which is actually like the content that you're putting out there and it's all about you know actually finding your archetype and really creating content based on your strengths so for those who don't know you can you quickly introduce yourself Sure. So thank you for having me on this show. I'm excited to to be here. And I am a branding and marketing specialist based just outside of Boston. And uh, I work with thought leaders who act like thought leaders in their work, whether it's financial advising, coaching, um, any kind of like real estate agent, people who are seen as experts, right? Um, but they don't necessarily present that way in their marketing. So that's the big challenge. And that way it really increases the level of clients that come to their door. That's, that's very interesting. And like, especially, you know, when you read, let's say the marketing classics, like, you know, the 22 laws of positioning and, um, or it's like how to position yourself. And then like the 22 immutable uh, laws of, of marketing is like, you always go back like to the same conclusion, which is, Marketing is all about perception. So how do you um, how do you actually connect the dots between you know what other people perceive and actually your strengths, you know as a as a human being and and thus as a, as a content creator? Sure. I think a good way to answer that question might be, well, it might be a couple of steps there. And I'll just start off with, in my journey as a marketing coach and specialist, I have discovered that every business owner I've ever worked with has this way of being where they're on fire to serve other humans. You can call it a service archetype, a generosity archetype. I call it a marketing archetype. And um, mm -hmm. it's if you figure out what that is, that sort of way of being, it makes a lot of the other work much easier. So I've discovered there are nurturers and adventure guides and door openers, steady presences and celebrators. Those are the five main categories. There's a lot of subtlety in those, but I'll just leave it at that um, as a point to start off with. But if you know that you're that type and that you absolutely love helping people in that way, you can generate content very specifically to those strengths. 
And, um, and that way you stand out, you make a difference, you really connect with people. Like people can feel it if you're 100% in. And um, that's my job every day is to help a business owner get to that place. That's interesting. And how did you actually find that out? So I was in, I had just moved to the Boston area. I have to be honest, really tough time as far as like, just so lonely, like it was a new city. I didn't really know that many people yet. And yet I was trying out this new methodology that I call Urinate Marketing Genius. And I worked with 40 business owners over the course of four months. And each one of them, I was tasked with creating a marketing plan. And when I did it, I walked them through sort of an intuitive journey of sorts, which is like marketing. How does that relate to having an intern, you know, intuitive journey? But what it did was it really revealed how each person wanted to help others regardless of their profession. And so what ended up happening was I had 40 marketing plans, but I also had 40 archetypes. I didn't expect that. So each person, when they took that journey of like, all right, how do I really want to help instead of being all things to all people, I really help people Mm -hmm. narrow that down. And when I looked at the 40 archetypes, I realized, okay, this is awesome. Also, there are five really strong categories, such as the ones I just shared with you. So I just, that was a big moment for me. I started doing talks on that. I created an assessment for it, which you took already. And, uh, and I've also figured out how to translate like, okay, great. You're an adventure guide. This is what that means for how to tell your brand story, your overall marketing, and even how it influences your um, strategy decisions. That's very interesting. So it's really all about finding out like who you, who you are. And I, I assume, but you're going to rectify if I, if I'm wrong that based let's say I think that you know certain kind of archetypes will um, or certain kind of clients will more resonate with specific kind of archetypes right yes and the thing that I always like to point out is that everybody has all five of these in them what I am offering is a way to focus yourself because marketing as in general has this really expansive sometimes grabby energetic or quality to it right if you're out there marketing you want to just get out there and expand your business and so Mm -hmm. it can be counterintuitive to try to focus that but it's absolutely necessary unless you want to be scattered and mechanical in how you get out there, which is how I think most people get out there, if I'm honest. So how do you stay authentic? How do you stay like, I want to really connect with other humans in this process. So that this really helps with that. Th- that's really interesting. So right, like right now, we just <laughs> I just want to know more about your process and like how, <laughs> how to tie everything together. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, uh, do you want to just maybe look at yours? Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay. Let's go ahead. Yeah. So I, we already talked about this a little bit, but I know you took the assessment and I'm just going to say, if it's all right, um, the assessment is available. It takes five minutes and you can do it at innatemarketinggenius.com forward slash assessment. Um, but Mm -hmm. aside from that, I also, um, have learned muscle testing, which is a whole other podcast we could do, (laughs) but I'm not going to go there. So Matt, is it okay if I just muscle test you for your primary archetype? Sure. Let's go ahead. Okay. So I get adventure guide is your number one and celebrator is your number two. So, all right, let's check in. How did my assessment do? 
<laughs> what did you get for that? On the assessment, I was um, a celebrator. Okay. Yeah. So as I always like to say, that's great. Also, assessments are fallible. As much as I put so much love into that thing, it's always nice to just check in. So we can have the conversation mm-hmm. around what it means to be an adventure guide and a celebrator. And maybe you can decide for yourself if this is really you. Is that cool? Sure. Yep. Okay. So we'll start with celebrator since that's what you got on the assessment. If you're a celebrator, you here's a dead giveaway. You're somebody who looks at dry, boring, mechanical situations and yeah, and you absolutely love bringing life and color and flair and humor and whatever else there is to bring to the table. It's like things should not be boring people. You know, let's let's bring life to this. And your deepest why is that you you love to bring the good life and you do it with your own special flair. So you might be the one that's like the walking party or the one that's super funny or you have design sense or, or, or there's a lot of different ways to really bring that vitality. And uh, here's how you tell your story. This is what I've been studying for years. So celebrators tend to have a lot more fun, much more easily than the rest of us. <laughs> like you just do, you just enjoy things easily. And one of the key things to do in your marketing and how to tell your story is simply to share that. Like if you look around the work you do with your clients right now or just any aspect of your business, what is it that you appreciate and enjoy? And bring us into that. That is absolutely magnetic. Like let's say you go to a conference of marketers that you love. Take a gajillion photos of that thing because your enjoyment of that is going to be absolutely like we cannot turn our eyes away from you and we just want to be around you. I'm not sure celebrators appreciate how easy it can be for them if they simply just allow that power to come through. The other thing that's really helpful for you is to appreciate the leaders in your world. If you look around and see people who are doing it right in your field, to really recognize them. That is supremely compelling and powerful. I always think of John F. Kennedy towards the NASA space program. He was the guy who saw what was possible. He and the science fiction writers of the time were the celebrators. And when they recognized the power of it, that was a huge reason why so much money got thrown in that direction when no one else could really see it. So um, that's a celebrator. I'll pause and just check in. How does that land with you, Matt? That's interesting. So I think there is definitely, um, you know, uh, something that I totally resonate with and and something else that I feel a little bit more, let's say, um, um, not so comfortable. So um, let me just share, let's say, this with you. So so on the first thing is like, um, I put big emphasis on whatever I do is that I really enjoy doing it. So if let's say there is something that I don't enjoy doing, then it's it's really hard for me to actually do it unless, let's say, there may be, let's say, an, a really compelling reason that I have to do it. And uh, like this is also like that I that I try to to convey in my in my content is that um, like if you don't enjoy doing it simply don't do it. Let's say um, I have let's say a whole rant about social media because like I really don't enjoy social media. Does mean does that mean that social media um, isn't the right medium for for others? No, it's just like not the way I operate. So this is why I think like. Um, like I definitely, you know, recognize some of those traits in 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 the celebrator. But on the other hand, is like, like, like I'm really not that kind of guy who, had, let's say, celebrates, um, you know, a lot of like maybe it's, it's just the word who's who's kind of 
uh, misleading. Like I'm not really celebrating or not kind of the kind of the party guy or that kind of stuff. Or maybe it's like just maybe it's like kind of being enth- uh, enthusiast uh, or maybe this is like what you wanted to to convey. So I'm not really sure like if it's, as you mentioned, it's not like you're 100% like uh, that archetype or another, but like this is like my feedback based on, on what you just shared. So I don't know if this makes sense. I like that word, the enthusiast. That's absolutely relevant to the energetic of a of a celebrator. So mm-hmm. um, if it's all right with you, it seems like maybe adventure guide might be more your primary. So I'll just briefly describe what that means and you can let me know if that lands. Is that cool? Cool. Okay. Yeah. So an adventure guide, okay. The dead giveaway is you have a real strong ability to see what's possible for the people that you serve and the people in your life. Like you just see these big goals and sometimes, you know, this just happens. It's no dig. Maybe you're impatient that like, man, I just wish people would just go for it. That's kind of a a giveaway that you might be an adventure guide because what you bring to the table is, again, you see what's possible way before we do on the big stuff. And the way you actually compel people to move forward is to go for it yourself. Like if there are some bold goals that you really want to reach for, when you live by example, it really inspires other people to take action. So when we're around adventure guides, we just take more action, period. And the way that you tell your story, the way that that translates into marketing and messaging and brand story is we don't need you to geek out about everything you know. We just need to see what's possible when we work with you. So just show us that horizon or show us clients that have gotten there, you know, so that we see it and we're like, okay, yes, I need this adventure guide in my life and I want to pay them the big bucks. (laughs) So that's an adventure Mm, guide. How does that land? Yeah, that that makes sense. I think it's it, it's really a mix of both. Like uh, as you mentioned at the beginning, so um, how do people, let's say, who have let's say more than one archetype, or like actually, how do they? What should they do? Yes, great question. So, okay, some of this work is logical, and you know, you do the assessment and you think it through, and then some of the work is a little bit more like. Hey, take a walk, feel it out. See which one is really going to drive you. You know, we're mysterious beings. I can't always pinpoint, all right, this is your core motivation. (laughs) So, I mean, that would have been something you could have done, Matt. I would have said, you know, Matt, I don't know the neighborhood you live in in Dubai. I just think it's so cool you live in Dubai. But you could just take a walk and like take a few deep breaths and really see like, am I more the person who wants to you know, see those big goals? Or am I the one that cares more about bringing the good life? And so it's a little bit like, yeah, it's my profession to help people answer those questions. But then I also Mm want to give a little bit of trust. So just, you know, feel that out for yourself. I every day help my clients go even deeper than just that, you know, the archetype that you find in the assessment. Like I'll do a whole process and we'll come up with their deepest, archetype that sometimes like if you have two categories or even three, it it sort of distills down into one. It's like integrated and I have a very specific way to do it. I'm not going to bore you with that. But yeah, that is very much an important part of what I do with my clients. Yeah, that's very interesting. And and let's say like once you discover your your archetype, like what do you what do you exactly do in in your marketing? Obviously like you're like you're going to tweak your 
positioning, your your messaging. So what are the tactical steps that you can take after discovering your, your archetype? So the end goal here is that my client has a really rich, like a content rich strategy to establish themselves as an expert in a caring way on a regular basis. Like that's the end goal. So what Mm -hmm. I do is, and it's like half logical, half intuitive. I I know I'm sort of harping on that today, but I'll I'll give you an example. So one of my clients um, is a promotional products expert and her frustration was no one knows what I sell. You know, like I have so many good things to give and, and so many ways to help them stand out with their clients. How do I get out there? Also, she's a community builder and she has tons of colleagues that could send her business and referrals and all that kind of jazz. So that was the lay of the land. Her archetype is she's actually under the door opener category. And I call her the comfy couch queen, which basically just means she loves to have the feeling of sitting down with somebody anytime she communicates, even in an email, right? She just wants to feel like she's chatting and bringing out the best in the person she's speaking with and that they share confidences and resources and ideas. Um, And, and it's, The door opener aspect of it, which by the way, a door opener is somebody who loves to just open up new ideas and possibilities. And so her version of that is like, yeah, I want to do that, but I want to do it in a intimate, cozy way. And so her strategy became a podcast. Uh, And so this is her way to build alliances, again, to the people who refer her business and also educate the general public on what she can do without being gross. (laughs) Like, you know, she would challenge herself with each interviewee, here's, here's what I would recommend for you to give to your clients and a really cool thing that, you know, that I could put together for you, just, you know, a one minute riff on that. So, um, that her comfy couch queen self, which is like, how the heck would that even relate to promotional items? But her genuine enjoyment of sitting with people and listening to them deeply and then helping them however she possibly could, not just with promotions, but any marketing ideas. Um, That just establishes her as a collaborator and a generous contributor. And it's like, who wouldn't want to buy promotions, you know, stuff from somebody like that? Uh, It's also a consistent thing for her. She's become, you know, a great podcaster. So uh, that is one example. That's great. So maybe you can work us also through the different, like the other archetypes and, you know, just give us, you know, some, um, you know, some, some traits and, and, and some things that like uh, the audience could explore, like once they took your, your assessment. Yeah. Great uh, question. So I will say that if you do take the assessment, I have put together some jolly celebratory emails that make you feel hopefully really excited to dig into your archetype. So just know that like, even if all of this doesn't land today, you don't have to sit there taking notes because take the assessment and you'll get it all. But that being said, nurturers, I'll start out with a nurture. I'm a nurturer, by the way. And it just simply means that you love making it safe for others to thrive. Your superpower is that you you offer sanctuary, usually without even realizing it. People just feel relaxed around you and um, you create community easily. Like it's just, there's this warmth. And the way you tell your story is really different from an adventure guide, by the way. It's 
you can actually get right into the pain point. Because think about it, like a nurture is somebody who calms you down. So it's okay for a nurture. In fact, it's compelling to really level with people on what the issue is and how hard it is and how painful it can be and all that stuff. Because it's like, we want that from you. And then you tell stories about how people got from here to there. Like they started in that toughness and then they went through it and obviously demonstrating how you help them. And then the last piece is offer them relief, which is usually in the form of either something you're offering or meeting with you or whatever that looks like. So that's a nurturer your strengths and how you tell your story. So um, the next one is a steady presence and a steady presence. These are, um, I hate to generalize, but I'm just going to steady presences usually avoid marketing more than most quote unquote types. And that's because you are a pillar and a calm in the storm and you're like this treasure trove. I mean, I'm just going to call you the nerd. (laughs) It's like you have that, you know, so much and you have tons of resources and uh, people, you know, and so, but you also like to lean back energetically and let people come to you. So, you know, I have workshops for steady presences called geek out in public, because that's really how you need to tell your story, which is Mm -hmm. take a look at all your treasure trove of things that you know, and, and things you like to um, go deep on, like just to really understand. Let's say you go to a conference and you learn some stuff and you think no one will understand any of this. And it's like, that's the stuff you need to put in an email or on a video or whatever, because here's the thing, even if we don't understand a word you just said, we know that you understand everything and that's why we hire you. So especially for like, you know, attorneys or web designers or whatever. Yeah. Geek out, geek out. Cause that's why we love you. So that's a steady presence. And then the last one, um, I'll just circle back on the door opener. Door openers are what I call almost like a diamond mind, you know, like the mind of a diamond with lots of facets. Your favorite thing in life is just seeing all the different ways of looking at things. You open up all sorts of possibilities. And what's tough for door openers is to just land on one thing to just say like, hey, I recognize this as a challenge. This is one way that I would come at it. And then make it really easy for people to just dip their toe in the water as far as like, you know, a 14 day trial or because you ask people to innovate every time you open your mouth. (laughs) So like make it easy for people to change because that's what you're here for. Um, So that those are the that kind of rounds out the picture of the five. I hope that was helpful. That was really helpful. But honestly, like it just added more confusion to myself because like <laughs> I found myself more in, in the kind of the geek out and 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 the last um and the last archetype you mentioned, which is like the door openers. So yes. like I know that I'm not like that my archetype like you mentioned you're the I forgot the name, but like, sure. what, what's your archetype? Yes. Yeah, I'm not that sure. kind of person. Yeah. yeah. So so I know that we can dismiss one of the five, but I'm I'm still here like with with four potential archetypes. So I would say that um again, like it's sort of a just sit with it. Now that you've heard, I mean, this is new material for you, right? Like maybe yeah. give yourself yeah. a break. And if you'd mm-hmm. like, I can actually, since you and I are talking and I have your email address, I'm happy to just put you on the series of emails for steady presence and door opener, and you can just explore. Just see if that really, you know, because I trust that, you know, 
if that's what's really calling to you. And again, we have all five of these going on, not Mm -hmm. to be a cop out, but we do. And so if Matt, I think what this would really help you with is if you ever find it tough to focus and just say, well, where the heck do I start? There's so many things to talk about. This is when you come to this side of yourself and then ask the relevant questions and that will get you in the right direction. Yeah. So like, it's, it's really all about as everything, like there is not, let's say like, I like to say there is like no, like right or wrong answer or no, like black or white answer. It's most of the time it's just a spectrum of gray and you just have to find like the right balance between all the different, all the different things. So maybe with, with, uh, with your marketing strategy or with your archetype or, or whatsoever in life. So this actually makes a, makes, makes a lot of sense. So like one question I have is like, um, does your um, archetype assessment have anything in common with other personality tests like the Maya Briggs test or similar? I think there is some, I mean, there must be. I've done the Fascinate test, which is by Sally Hogshead, and I love her work, where I think it's similar in length. You know, you answer a bunch of questions and it tells mm-hmm. you what other people find fascinating about you, right? So there is a little, I think there is. It's been a while since I've looked at that. Um, and then, you know, there's the disc profile where there is a bit of overlap with the four categories there. And there was another one, I think even the Enneagram, to be honest, you know, there is some, like a lot of times adventure guides tend to be eights, but not always, you never know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've, you mm-hmm. study that ever, but um, yeah, there's a little bit of overlap. You, you're literally the first person to ever ask me that on a podcast. So I'm glad like, this is cool. <laughs> I haven't studied those enough to be like, all right, let me tell you exactly how they overlap. But um, where I came from when I developed this is, again, that sort of love of service, which I think does distinguish it a bit because um, mm-hmm. that's like all day, every day what this is about. Yeah, because like one one important aspect, like obviously I'm not an expert in in any of those personality tests. Like I just took... I just found, let's say, the Maya Briggs test being quite relevant um, and the results quite accurate to like um, how I just, you know, um, after taking the assessment. So I know that one of the big um, uh, pillars, I mean, if, if I can, if I can put it like this, is like, are you an introvert or an extrovert? And and, and I would be interested to 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 know if like, um, do you see, let's say, that introverts, let's say tend towards a specific archetype um, and the same goes for extroverts? Or do you really find, let's say, introverts, you know, being, can be, let's say, all acro- uh, all over the, all across the board. So let's say they can be um, different kind of archetypes. Yeah, you're basically outlining maybe my next field study, which would be like, it's easy to say, oh, study presences must all be introverts. Not sure. And the same thing with celebrators, are all celebrators a bunch of extroverts, et cetera, et cetera. So I personally, I mean, I do put my attention on is somebody introverted or is somebody extroverted? And I've really never noticed that it tracks one way or the other by category. Um, It's the same thing where people come to me and they say, well, I'm a celebrator. Is there a strategy that usually celebrators do really well with? And I just, 
I can't do it. Like maybe events, maybe, but I've just never seen clear, like, yes, you're a celebrator. Therefore there's a little bit more to the picture. Um, I just don't want to oversimplify. Okay. That's, uh, that's interesting. So like once people actually take the, like understand their archetypes. So um, how does this translate when it comes to, um, since we're talking to content creators to actually creating content? Well, I would imagine that once you know what drives you on these levels, you know, you're going to feel awesome. I'll just start there. <laughs> like you're just going to feel awesome. And then that will help you get really clear on, I mean, this is what I do with my clients that gets you clear on, well, how do I want to show up in the world? Is it time for me to start a podcast? Is it time for me to generate some really rich articles? Is it time for me to write my book, do signature talks, have an event series? Like that's, I mean, I'm sort of hanging my hat on a little hope there. Like hopefully <laughs> you'll be inspired to do it. Anyway, that's how I work with um, people is just taking that information into the decision. It's not the only criteria, but it is a part of it. So um, so that's number one. The other criteria that go into um, that goes into deciding on your um, strategy is, you know, where are you in your business and what are your business needs? And finally, how do you love to naturally connect with people? So those three things, your archetype, your natural way of connecting with people and your overall business needs, those all three go into like, what's your core strategy? So let's say you figure out, okay, it's time for me to do podcasts as we're sitting here on a podcast, then knowing you know, what kind of difference you want to make in people's lives with your podcast based on your archetype, because you've just been studying that. It just makes it so much easier to know like, oh, this is a subject matter. I mean, part of my job is ask the right questions based on your archetype. So for example, with a steady presence, it's always going to be related to depth, the depth of information, the depth of expertise, and all that. Like that's what you're going to talk about, right? And when I work with people individually, it's their specific type of study presence and how can we draw that out in content? So um, there's a few different answers to that question, but yeah, number one, it's going to influence your strategy decision. And number two, it's going to influence the things you want to address because of the way you want to help people, you know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And especially... Like when it comes to creating content, like there are so, there are so many different angles, so many different topics that you can, you know, talk about and and like analysis paralysis. Like like you have too many things that you can do, and then you just just get bogged down. You don't know like what to pursue, and then at the end, you know, you're sitting here, and then you know, just see well another another day passed, and I wasn't actually able to create like the content that I, that I wanted to create. So it's totally like, paralyzing. Uh, and it's no yeah. joke. You and I are both marketers and I will level with you, Matt. Like I wrestle with that almost every time I sit down to do any kind of like email writing or whatever it is. It's like, where do I even mm -hmm. start? And this is my job. <laughs> yeah. 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 So th 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 this is why it's like, it's, it's, it's so important to really, you know, have some criteria. So a lot of people think about creativity or, you know, coming up with great ideas. It's like thinking outside the box, but truth is like, you need the box, right? You need like some constraints. You need you need some criteria. You need you need things to, um, you know, criteria to 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 filter things out, 
so that you can have limited option and then just, you know, start playing with the option that, that you currently have. I love it. And I, I love that you use the word box. And I would even add to that and say sandbox, like create a fun sandbox to play in and then go nuts. Mm -hmm. Just, it helps to know what you care about and how you love serving people. And what I also notice about that is you kind of get out of your own way. It's not about proving mm -hmm. yourself as much once you're like in love with helping people. And yeah, I'm not saying to do that with no boundaries. This is an art form. But it, it's, yes, yeah. I'm just saying yes to the box. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And as, a, as I told you, like, once you know, like, what are the things that, like, what your strengths are, then you can just simply double down on, on that. So as an example, like, I've been, you know, I've been creating several YouTube channels over, you know, over the past decade. But uh, most recently, I just started a, a YouTube channel back, I, it was like two years ago. And I just discovered that, you know, I was just not enjoying creating those videos, right? So um, I, I was just able to to ditch that so that I could have, let's say, more time to actually focus on the things that, that I enjoy, that I'm naturally good at, so that I can become better at it, right? So um, taking, you know, understanding really like your, your, your personality type also helps you to really double down on, on the thing that, you're naturally good at instead that, of trying to become, yeah, please go yeah, ahead. Yeah. And that allows you, sorry to interrupt you, but, um, and that allows you to become a master of that particular medium, whatever the medium mm -hmm. is and to have the courage yeah. or gumption to let something go like you did with the YouTube channel, because that's not easy mm -hmm. to do. I mean, I did that with a Facebook mm -hmm. group. I just like shut it down and like, it was harder than I thought it would be, but it just wasn't where I wanted to put my attention. And when we put our, when we focus our attention, I mean, this is like, everyone's talking about this these days. Um, if you focus on the one thing, you actually get good at it and then you can make the impact you want to have. Yeah, exactly. But sometimes it's just hard to, to let things go, especially, you know, when you put, let's say a lot of efforts maybe in creating videos or in setting up a Facebook group or, you know, maybe just creating a, you know, a, a business or a side hustle that, that you don't enjoy. Maybe just the time to let things go so that you can free up more mental bandwidth pursuing like who you really are and what you really want to do. And there's something subtle when I hear you say the word enjoy, Matt, that I think is really important in getting out there and helping people and then getting clients because of it is that when we mm -hmm. give ourselves the chance to get good at something and to really master it, whatever it is, talks, you know, podcasts, et cetera, a YouTube channel, um, we give ourselves a chance to enjoy it. So it's sort of a paradox. It's like you want to let things go that you don't enjoy, but you also want to give yourself a chance to actually build up to the joy in the first place because you've put some good effort into it. You've focused it. You've, you've gotten consistent. You've gotten good at it. And you've gotten feedback from your marketplace that says, yeah, heck yeah, do more. I think that takes time. You know, yeah. you don't, you don't takes really time. enjoy things right yeah. out of the gate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I, I really like that. So, um, where can people go like to know more about you and, 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 and the archetypes and like, uh, how, how can they start working with you? So innate, so that starts with an I innate marketing genius.com and specifically 
innatemarketinggenius.com forward slash assessment. That's where the assessment lives. And um, I also offer a intro course that goes into some case studies. And it's like, people came to me with these challenges. This was the process. This was the result. So if you want to just, you know, geek out on those levels, that's right at the bottom of the homepage. Great. Awesome. Thank you very much, Christina, for, you know, your insights was really uh, like uh, very, very interesting to uh, dig deeper through the, into those different uh, archetypes and actually how we can leverage them to, to create very, better content. So thank you very much for coming on the show and well, talk soon. Yeah, talk soon. It's been a delight. Thank you. All right. So hope you've enjoyed this conversation with Christina Fry. As always, I'm going to put all the links in the description so you can check out everything that we've mentioned on the show today. If you enjoyed this episode, could you please leave a five-star review on iTunes? It will definitely help get more exposure and bring more awesome guests to the show. I'm going to leave a direct link to iTunes. So if you have an Apple device, please go ahead and simply click five stars. It would make my day. So thank you very much for tuning in today. And I hope to see you next week for another awesome episode of Build Your Thing.